turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge uh, advocator, uh, an advocate, or a huge uh, preacher or believer that our being here on earth should be lived just as Jesus. Like, can't nobody convince me no otherwise. Can't nobody tell me uh, anything separate uh, from Jesus being the living proof of how you do this thing. And so, because uh, if it was just for him just to be a savior, just to save us from our sins, then it wouldn't have took the course of his life for him to do the things that he did, for him to walk the steps that he did to show us something if it was for nothing. And so I believe that uh, this life that I live and this life that you live is supposed to be lived just like Jesus. So that means if it's supposed to be lived just like Jesus, that means that you're supposed to get the same results as Jesus. And a lot of times we don't like to talk in church about, you know, the results of Jesus because, uh, you know, that's too weighty or that's too lofty. Uh, you know, that's something that I can't really uh, put my mind or wrap my mind around, you know, getting to. And so uh, I don't want to put myself in the same category as Jesus. I just want to keep him in a category all by himself and let him be savior of all. And so I believe that you are supposed to be the express image of Christ. So turn, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So that means that your life's supposed to be uh, marked by signs, miracles, wonders, and exploits. Like you're supposed to be able to go some places uh, and do some things that before you arrived wasn't possible. But when you got on the scene, possible came with you. And so it don't matter where I go in life or who I encounter, what the situation may be, when I get there, it's a whole different story. Like, I don't care what y'all was going through before I got here. I don't care uh, what shortage, what lack. I don't care what deficiency was present before I got here. There was an absence of the presence. But when I brought that presence here, everything else is taken care of. And so now, you are supposed to carry that power. You're supposed to carry that truth, that weight. You're supposed to carry that responsibility. Because it's a responsibility for things to be able to change when you show up. Because if, if, you know, if we just accept things to be as they are, and then when I get there, you know, I'm just, I'm just in with everybody else. And so, you know, I'm just accepting everything else. But no, if I'm supposed to change that situation, then that means if, uh, if I show up and something don't change, then I feel like I didn't do something. And so I don't want that kind of pressure. I don't want that kind of responsibility. Because then, you know, that puts, you know, too much on me. But, I, but, but once I know that great is he that sent me, that he that's in the world, that it's not really me that's doing the work, but it's my father that's working through me, then I ain't got no problem showing up and being who I need to be in any given situation. Jesus ain't had no problem showing up. What, what time you want me to be there? I'm on my way. Because I know that it's not in me that I'm doing this thing, but it's the father who sent me. So now if he's sending me, then I know that he's going with me. And so whatever the task is, then he's there with me to accomplish that certain specific thing. And so now I want that action. 
I want that life, but no, I ain't, ain't gonna shy away from it. You know, no, 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 no. I'm just, you know, humble, humbuggish Christian. You know, don't bother me. You know, just let me pray and let me read my Bible, and you know, don't uh, just let me have this comfortable life. Cause I want you to, I want you to take the, uh, I want you to take the boundaries off your life this morning. I want you to, uh, I want you to take, cause one word that we go deal with today is measure. And so I want you to take the measure off of your life. I want you to take the, I want you to destroy the measuring cup in your life. Cause a lot of times we uh, we got a certain measuring cup that we have for our lives. So once we reach a certain measure on that cup, we think that you know our life is fulfilled. And so once we add this and that and we get to this level, then hey, there go my life right there. But what if your measuring cup don't measure up to the life that God has provided for you to live? Then not only are you shortchanging you, but you're shortchanging him. I didn't create you to live at that measure. I didn't create you to live with limits and boundaries on your life. I didn't create you to live a middle class life. I ain't create you to live for average, run of the mill, just like everybody else, common, usual life. And so now you gotta accept that you are supposed to be the unusual. I'm, I'm, I'm a peculiar people. I don't look and I don't act like everybody else. When everybody else panicking, I prophesy. When everybody else tripping, I'm tipping. I'm walking on water because right now, if, if it was for me to be like y'all was acting, then there would be no reason for me to be here. But obviously the spirit led me here because there was something that the father want to get done in your life. Like that gotta be my mindset when I'm walking through life. I can't be just up here, just, you know, let me go to work. Let me get something to eat. Let me go home. Let me take care of these kids. Let me go to sleep. Let me go to church. Praise ye the Lord. No, 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 no. I got it on my mind. Father, what you want to do today? Like who do you want to touch today? Because there's supposed to be a force with you. Like you're supposed to have a, uh, you know how uh, in Star Wars they say, may the force be with you? May that force be with you this morning. Not the Star Wars force, but the force of the, of the, of the Holy Spirit be with you this morning. To where you'll, because um, now when, I, uh, when, I'm, uh, when I'm enforced, then when I carry a force, then I become an enforcer. And so now when I go somewhere, I'm enforcing the kingdom. It was a void here, but now I've come to enforce some things, and so it don't matter how you feel about it or what you was expecting to happen. There's a new level of enforcement that's here right now. And so when I come to enforce, like I don't come, uh, I don't come trying to uh, see if everybody cool with what I'm about to do or whatever like that. Y'all, can I can I speak right now? I don't have to ask you to speak right now. God won't talk right now, and you know what? I'm gonna let him talk. So I'ma open up my mouth. I'm, no, 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 no! Y'all gotta stop being so. Uh, y'all gotta stop being so. Uh, uh, so uh, so small. Y'all gotta uh, get rid of this grasshopper uh, eyesight. You gotta stop looking at, at yourself as less than, or that you just, you know, like this is this is the place where you have your power. When you come to church, that's when you, you're most powerful. 
Oh, you only come here to get charged up to go out there and enforce your power. We'll, 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 we don't need all the power in here. We need the power in here. In here. I want to hit y'all, but they say I be hitting people too hard. But that, that power got to be in here. So now when I walk, power walking. But I got, I got something, I got a mandate, I got a mantle that I'm carrying, and I got to be mindful of what I'm carrying, and I got to know that when I walk somewhere, I'm not just walking by myself, but I'm walking carrying something. I'm walking carrying a weight that, 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 that's, that's here uh, to destroy the yoke. Somebody got a yoke, I'm here to destroy that yoke. Oh, no, 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 Jesus the yoke destroyer. Jesus the Christ, he the destroyer of the yoke. What about you? Why you can't destroy no yokes? Why you can't destroy no yokes in nobody's life? Ain't you, ain't you carrying him? You know, I was, always, uh, I was always told when I was younger, you know, you all what you eat. So whatever you put on the inside of you, that's what you are. So now if the word is on the inside of you, that's who you are. Trying not to get ahead of myself, but my time is running. And so now, uh, all right, come on, let me, come on, come on, come on, come on. Calm down, calm down, calm down. First Corinthians chapter three, verse nine. Uh, we go to the Passion Translation. Uh, we are co-workers with God. And you are God's cultivated garden, the house he is building. So the word that I want to uh, emphasize there or highlight is co-workers. Because, you know, when you're a co-worker with somebody, y'all working together. Y'all working side by side, trying to accomplish the same goal. If you, even if you may be in a different department than them, y'all still co-workers because we got a big goal as a team, as a company, to get a certain thing accomplished. And so now I'm supposed to be a co-worker with God. Like, like it's the greatest job that you can have. Because not, you, you, not only do you work with him, but you work, you, you work for him. And so I think, I believe, or I know, that you can't have a better job than that. And I don't think, I don't believe, I don't know that anybody else could pay you. Better than him. <sighs> Come on. Let's turn to Luke. Luke chapter 5, verse 7. Because what I aim to do this morning is to get you on, uh, on the expressway. I aim to get you uh, traveling uh, where you don't have to keep stopping. Because, you know, when you be going somewhere, like... Uh, you try not to go down the way that you go run into a bunch of red lights. Because it's gonna slow down 
the progress that you're trying to go to. It's gonna take too long. Like, you know, I hate it. I'd be like, why don't they just synchronize the lights better to where I could just keep going? Like, I'm sitting at a red light. The one ahead of me is green. Why would you change mine to green and then change that one to red? Like, let me keep going. And so now, I want to get you off the streets, and I'm going to put you in the expressway. All right? And so, uh, uh, all right, all right. OK, all right, I like that. Your, your red light days are over. That ain't, that ain't, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 that ain't the good part, that ain't the good part. That ain't the good part. That's the good part, but it ain't the, it ain't the better part, that's the better part. You know, uh, your, your red light days are over, but your red sea days begin. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't see it. They got, they, got some, they got some people in here that don't know their Bible. They got some people who don't know their Bible. You know, uh, all right. Uh, okay, when they uh, when they was in captivity, and they were going to go free, there was an obstacle standing in their way. Lord, did you bring me to this place only for me to go back into captivity? Did you bring me here? only for me to stop here and go back to where I was. But when you have a Red Sea experience, then that means that the, uh, the, the whatever it is that's in your way, it opens up. And so it's, it's, it's like, uh, you know, ain't nothing, even when you're on the expressway, even when you're on the interstate, and, uh, and you got all this traffic. Like, what are y'all doing? But, you know, it's better when you can ride on that thing and it's just open highway. You ain't got to worry about the pace of nobody else. But you could just move at, so now, so, so now you go move at the speed of the spirit. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. And so, all right, so some things that's been holding you back, some things that's been holding you hostage, it's gonna break open today. It's gonna open up today. Even if it's in your family or even if it's in your own soul, even if you've been held hostage in your own soul, it's gonna open up today. And you gonna go free. Ain't nothing gonna be able to stand in your way to keep you in the place that you've been all this time. Be seated, be seated, be seated. But now when you go to that place, you can't get comfortable in that place because there's another place that God wants for you. And so just cause this place ain't as bad as that place don't mean that this place is my place. So I got to go from here to there. I can't get comfortable or stuck 
in this place, just because it's better, you know, the wilderness is, you know, it's a little better than captivity. And so, you know, at least I'm, at least I'm a little free, but I'm still bound here and I ain't gone to the place that God really got for me, that promised land. And so now I'm not going to keep myself in a place uh, by my ignorance or my stubbornness uh, and, 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 and stop God from delivering me and taking me to the place that he has set for me. Be seated, be seated, be seated. Uh, what I said, Luke, Luke, Luke 5. Luke 5 and 7. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they both began to sink. And so now, because I want to talk to you today about uh, your partnership. Your partnership with the Holy Spirit. And so partnership requires two things, as we see in this verse. It requires communication, and it requires action. So now I can't just be one that uh, stops with just communication, but that communication got to lead to action. Because they communicated to their partners. They beckoned for their partners to come where they were, because where I am is an abundance of what you're looking for. There's an abundance of the life that you want. And so now, I'm not only communicating that to you, but now I've done my part communicating it. Now your part is to take action. Because even if they partners beckon for them to come, if they never went over to where they was, they would have been stuck there with that empty boat. They would have never got the overflow that was there for them to have. And so uh, your partnership with the Holy Spirit got to be one of communication and action. I got to be able to listen to what he's saying. I got to be able to move on what he says. Yes, sir. I don't, I, you know, it, you know, if you ever been on the phone with anybody, you know, if, you, if you're talking to them, you know, you want some kind of response. Right, right. You know, I've been waiting to tell you and pour my heart out to you and tell you how I feel. And then you just go sit there or you go send me a text back, say K. Like, did you not just hear everything that I, I just, I just poured my, my whole heart out to you. I just told you exactly how I feel. I've been holding this in for all these years and I finally let it out and you go tell me, okay. But now my communication with the Holy Spirit has to spark action in me. I have to be able to move and be, so now if the Spirit, if I'm gonna be led by the Spirit, as many as are led by the Spirit of God or the sons of God, if I'm gonna be led by the Spirit, that takes action. I gotta move with him. He can't communicate to me where to go and I don't go. Because now it's a, uh, it's a message that falls on deaf ears. And so, uh, we're talking about Jesus, right? So who we talking about? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It wasn't a trick question. We're talking about Jesus, we're talking about you. And so now Jesus uh, lived his life and, I, man, I love how God be bringing stuff together because I ain't that smart. And so Jesus, uh, you know, I remember, uh, you know, the first RV 
that uh, Dr. Phil and First Lady got. You know, it was a regular gas RV. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was a starter RV. It, was, it wasn't even a starter, it was above a starter, but, you know, it was a good RV. It was a real good RV. And so, but, you know, uh, he say when they was trying to go up them hills, uh, you know, that RV, you know, it was squealing because it just ain't have the type of power that it needed to do what was necessary for the task at hand. Yes, sir. And so he had to push it and give it everything it had just to get up the hill. But then, once he got that diesel, then it wasn't no more strain or struggling to get up this hill because this engine, this gasoline, this fuel is built to take this thing stronger than just that regular gas. And so even in that, there's a different classification when you get to those. Like the regular gas one, it was, you know, it was just an RV. But then the diesel one, you know, it was, it was much, much nicer. It was called, it's called a motor coach. Because once you switch fuels, you switch levels. And so now, uh, you go switch. You go switch levels today. You will go from an RV life to a motor coach life. And it's, it, I guess it's more difficult uh, for you to wrap your mind around it because you don't know what an RV is and what a motor coach is. You don't know the difference between a tomato and a tomato. You're like, they sound like the same to me. But there's a difference. And so now we're talking about Jesus, right? So that means we're talking about who? All right. And so Jesus, I love it, I love it, I love it. Jesus used a certain kind of fuel in his life. And so you can't put no diesel in that regular gas RV. If you want the same results, the same manifestation, the same life, then I got to use the same fuel. Because I got I to gotta know that my life, my engine of my life is the same engine of life that Jesus had. And so now, I got to walk like Jesus in earth and on earth. The same way he walked in earth and on earth, I got to walk that same exact way. And so now, if I'm going to walk this way, walk this way, this way. And so now, if I'm going to do that, then I got to know how you, how you did this. Because a lot of times we'd be in the church and we'd be like, you know, you know, live this life, live this life. But how, pastor? Somebody tell me how. You're supposed to live a life that's holy, but how, pastor? How am I so, they coming up on my feet all day, pastor. How, pastor? Come on. Come on. And so I'm going to tell you how. And so Jesus, uh, he didn't just use uh, gasoline. Uh, he didn't just use diesel. He used what they call a two-cycle. No, it's a little different. It's a little different. Because uh, a lot of times we be, uh, we be in church and, you know, we major in one and we minor in the other. Or sometimes we minor in both or we don't even go to class. Some of us are, uh, are spiritual dropouts. 
because we got a form of it, but we denying, we denying the power to actually move like we need to move. And so now, two cycles. Because two cycles, uh, you gotta have the right balance. You gotta have the right ratio. You can't have too much of this one and too, not enough of that one. You gotta have the right ratio between this one and that one. And so you can't be uh, one of them people that, uh, oh no, I read my Bible, but don't never pray in the spirit. I read, I read my, I read my proverb for the day. What else you got? What, is, what else you did? What, else, what, you, what you got from that proverb? What revelation was bestowed upon you? What did you take from that and apply to your life? I, I read it though. Congratulations. And so now you can't even be one that uh, you know. I'm gonna pray in the spirit for an hour today. And once I've hit that hour. Praise God. I met my mark. I've hit my goal. Ain't read no word. Ain't spend no other time. Hold on, come on. Let's turn to John. Cause I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't get us right. Cause I don't, I don't, be, I, don't I just, I, just talk, I don't like talking about this stuff and not being about it. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, mm, mm, mm. 30 year young man, like, I ain't about, uh, I, I refuse uh, to be pastoring for the next 100 years and don't nothing change. For us to be in here today and then for us to be in here in five years and everybody life look the same. We still got the same level of living, the same level of impact, the same level of manifestation, the same level of victory that we got today. Two words. Hell no. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Somebody say, oh, he didn't curse in church. Yep. Hell no. Ain't about to happen. And so now, come on, let's turn to John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hold on, let me go on, let me go here first. I didn't, I didn't skip my main text. Hold on. Turn to John 3. Verse 34. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. And so now, if you haven't been given the spirit by measure, that means that the spirit is unlimited. There's no, like, somebody measure the spirit for me. How tall, how tall, how tall the spirit is? How much spirit weigh? How far can the spirit reach? How deep can the spirit go? How high can the spirit go? Somebody tell me! You can't. So now if I possess something that can't be measured, then I should be somebody that can't be measured. 
Jesus lived a life that could not be measured. You got 4,000 people that's hungry? Cool. I'll feed all of them. Or what? You got 5,000 now? All right. I got something for them too. Like his life was lived without measure because he had the spirit without measure. Say, I have the spirit without measure. So my life is a life without measure. No more measure in my life. So now your life is without measure. If I have the spirit without measure, what, like, why, 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 why would God give you something that can't be measured if he wanted you to be measured? If he wanted you to fit into a nice little Christian bubble, why would he give you something that was beyond this world? Like, I don't think we really understand what we really be carrying. Like, I think we like thinking of ourselves as feeble uh, Christians or feeble, feeble beings, and we need this great power to come from somewhere else to us to be able to carry us on the way. But when I know I carry that power, I, like, you carry the spirit. So if I got that, then I don't need nothing else. And so now, you got that, and so now, two, two, two cycles, right? You a two-cycle engine. Your life is a two-cycle engine. You need the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Equal parts. You don't need more one than the other. You need them both equally. Because that's the same fuel that Jesus lived his life by. And so now, 663. It is a spirit that quickeneth. It's the spirit that maketh alive. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So Jesus, when he spoke, the word increased, the spirit increased, and life increased. So now when you go and you talk, you speak. So now, because now, because the spirit quickened it, right? So the spirit make you alive, right? It's the spirit that make you alive. Because without the spirit, you would just be a body. So it's the spirit that make you alive. And so now, if the spirit makes me alive, is Jesus supposed to be the only living word? You are the living word. Carol and Brian, that's what we, oh, that's, I'm, I'm blaspheming now. Huh? But if he's supposed to be the only living word, why say the spirit quickening? That word quickening means make alive. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, that sound a lot to me like a living word. So that's why you can ask and make a demand on what's rightfully yours and it'll be done to you because you are the actual thing. And so that's why I got to convert from uh, needing a word to being a word. Like I gotta, I gotta, oh, I gotta stop trying to go. That's why, uh, you know, I gotta stop trying to go find the scripture. And I gotta have that scripture living in me. And so now, when somebody, uh, they need a scripture in their life, I ain't gotta go point them nowhere. Cause I've been appointed to carry and deliver that word to them. Cause we all ministers. Everybody in here ministers. 
I'm calling you right now. If you didn't think you was called, I'm calling you right now. I'm calling you to ministry. Everybody in here is ministers of the gospel. Because what does it mean to administer something? It means to pass it out. So now if I am the living word, I'm supposed to be passing out what word you need today. And I'm and so no, 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 no. Let me help the people that's been waiting to go in the store and be walking up to people trying to get them a word. Thank you, Pastor. I've been waiting for this moment. Always trying to, but no, it's at a given moment led by the spirit that I'm able to speak a word in your life. Because sometimes you may not be able to reach a Bible. You might not even have the Bible app on your phone. But now God has sent me into your presence to impact your life. And so the only way I can impact your life is by the spirit and the word. Because me by myself, I ain't nothing. But when I got this fuel, sorry, I'm spitting on y'all. But I got this fuel on the inside of me. It's anointed spit. Somebody said, I don't want I don't want that anointing. But when I go, I'm going to deliver a word. I'm going to deliver my being. Praise God. Give God a hand of praise. Ushers in the aisles with envelopes. It's a Holy Ghost anger. I'm upset. So say, my life is overflowing with joy. Peace is overflowing my life. Health is overflowing in my life. Wealth is overflowing in my life. The things in my life will no longer be measured by the things of this world. My life will be lived without measure. When I walk in, the Lord, the, Lord, the, Spirit, the Spirit, God my Father, God, my Father the, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the glory, the glory everything, that I'm packing, everything that I'm packing walks in with me. In with so, whatever is needed, so whatever is needed, I am. I, am. I, carry, I carry, I possess, I possess the, Spirit the Spirit of the living God. The living God. There's, nothing there's nothing too hard, too hard for, him. for Him. So there's nothing too hard, too hard for him, for him. There's, nothing there's nothing too hard, too hard for, him for him to do, to do. through me.